As mentioned, the Ramav says that there's a minog, there's a practice to avoid eating kidneys on Pesach, and that is the minog found in Ashkenazi communities, as well as several Sephardi communities as well, that they avoid eating kidneys on Pesach. We mentioned a few different uh, heterim, but for now, Ashkenazim avoid kidneys on Pesach. It would be very easy for us if there was a list, the same way we have a list of five types of grain that are chametz, chametz is meaning on you have wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye. It would be very easy if we had the following seven or ten items are kidneys, yet we do not have this list. At most, we know the term kidneys is used in Masechtas Kalayim. It probably means something like a legume, but it's not an exact translation. Why is there no list? So, without attempting to really answer that question, I just want to bring down a, uh, a Lamdisha discussion in Halacha, and you'll see why there might not be a list and how many later you know discussions and historical debates fit uh with, with this perspective so there's the following question of Moshe Feinstein discusses this in his chuvan peanuts and he says the question is is this practice of of avoiding kidneys is that a gzera is that a takana de rabbana the same way we have a takana de rabbana one is not allowed to eat a steak that was grilled by a non-jew it's called bishalakum one cannot eat bishalakim is a takana, is a gzera, that if a person would do that, it would it would, uh, it would cause chasnos, intermarriage. There's a significant concern for that. And therefore, there's an isser called bishalakim. There's a takana, gzera of bishalakim. Is it a takana? Or perhaps, kinius is simply a minog. Meaning, we know that there are certain cons- there are concerns with eating a rice on Pesach. Maybe there's grain mixed in, as we mentioned last time. Or maybe people will confuse a cooked rice item, a rice flour with wheat flour. So there's a reason to... To make xera. So if there's a takana xera, so anything that fits that criteria should be in that takana. That's a strong argument. On the other hand, if it's simply a minug, if it's simply a practice, so whatever the minug is, if the practice is to avoid eating five, six types of foods, so that's it. But anything new that comes comes in later, that, that would not be a problem. Now, even if you learn that it's a xera, it's a decree. You have to figure out what exactly the decree is. And the truth is, if you go through many Gezeris Chazal, again, I apologize for the more lumdish uh, shear this time. If you go through different decrees that Chazal tell us, for example, uh, Amir Lanachri, one is not allowed to ask a non-Jew to do malacha for them or any other Isser in the Torah. Not only can you not do it, you cannot have a non-Jew do a malacha for you, especially on Shabbos or any other Isser. Now, that's the Takana, that's the Gezeira. However, Beyond the Takana, we have the reason for the Takana. The Ramam explains that Shabbos shouldn't be a simple thing in your in your mind, that if you would be allowed to ask an Akhri to do Malachar for you on Shabbos, you'd have lights turning on, laundry, dishwashers, uh, gra- grinding of coffee. You'd have all types of things going on in your house on Shabbos. So there's a reason why Chazal made a Gzeira, a Takana, one should not have a nachri do malachar for you on Shabbos. That's the reason. However, there's also a structure to the takana. There's a structure, and that structure is based on halachic uh, definitions. There, there has to be that. Otherwise, in the davar saif, there's no end to this concern that, oh, my Shabbos will be simple in my eyes. And what's the structure of it? So Rashi tells us, I'm just using Amir Lanachri as an example. Rashi says there's one of two things, either Vidabar Davar, one is not allowed to speak, you're not allowed to describe 
Malacha on Shabbos. You can't tell someone, I'm going to mow my lawn tomorrow. Let's say it's Shabbos. You can't say, I'm going to go mow my lawn on Sunday. Mowing a lawn is a Malacha. So you cannot speak that out on Shabbos. Vidaber Dover. That's one way of understanding the Takana. The other one would be that maybe it's Shlichos, the same way when I ask, you know, I have my Rav sell my chametz, there's a concept of Shlichos. So too here, there's also Shlichos. The Nachri is turning on the light for me. It's as if I did it. Now, obviously, Shlichos doesn't work like that. And Shlichos Vayavera, all other types of lamas, but this gives you an idea of the structure of a takana. That there's a problem of a daber daber speaking it out, and there's also a problem of shlichos. The place can say, let's you avoid these two, then technically it doesn't fit into Amir Lanachri. If you didn't speak it out, you just hinted, and it's not shlichos, he's not doing anything for you, and there's happens to be there's another takana by Amir Lanachri. You shouldn't benefit from it, because then if you benefit, it might you might he might do it again next week. We might ask him again. Let's see, there's no real benefit. And there's no vidabadavar, there's no shlichus, without getting into the details, halach is you're allowed to do it because it doesn't fit the structure of the takana. That's how takana's chazal typically work. I'm sure you'll find a case that's a little different, but that's the way it works. So that's the truth. So then when it comes to Kenyas, lechaira, there should be a structure to the xera. If it's a xera, what's the structure? So the Pais can struggle with this, and they say it's one of two things. Either it's based on the Mishnayis and Klayim. The Mishnayis and Klayim say that, that there are two types of foods. There's something called Zaroine Gina, and there's something else called Kidneyus. Now, Kidneyus is where the, the product that you eat, that you consume from the plant, is the seeds. You consume the seeds, and everything else is garbage. Now, that's Kidneyus, and a subcategory of Kidneyus is Tvua, is grain. So imagine you have a bushel of, of oats, or uh, a stalk of wheat. You're not eating the stalk, but eating the wheat. Those uh, those seeds, we'll call it seeds, but that wheat berry is technically the seeds of the product. That's tavua. That's kinius. So anything that fits that category, so we have to go out into the farms and look how things grow. If it's grown in a way, if, if the uh, plant is something that is, you only eat the seed, you don't eat the actual stalk. So then that is called kinius. And since Tvua is a subcategory of Kinyas, it makes sense that Kinyas could be confused and all those things are part of the Takana. So that means anytime something new is brought to market, whether it's amaranth, whether it's uh, quinoa or peanuts or corn or string beans, whatever comes to market, whatever or at any country we uh, the Jews move to or they import product from, we have to decide, is this considered to, uh, to uh, kidneys, or is it something else which would be called zaroinigina? Zaroinigina is like a pepper or a cucumber where you eat the entire fruit. That's called zaroinigina. So that would be the question is it zaroinigina or is it kidneys? That's how some pies can learn. And based on that, they have their own lists and, and uh, subcategories of what exactly kidneys is. On the other hand, some learn that no, it has nothing to do with kalayim, it has to do with nadarim. Why? Because Kidneys, the minog, the practice of eating kidneys, that people, you know, should avoid things that are similar, similar in nature. Now, you could say similar in nature in the in the fields, or no, maybe similar in nature in how it's manufactured. What does that mean? So, halacha is, that let's say someone says, I, uh, I, they take a, they swear that they're going to avoid foods that are called dagon, that are called grain. So, in the Gemara, it says that, they have to avoid things that are midi de midgan, things that are put into a into a, a pile, things that are harvested a certain way, like dugon, like grain, where you remove some type of chaff 
and you you pile it up like and you make a you make a uh, a pile. So those things are called immediate midgard. Anything that fits those criteria, that criteria that is called kidneys. That that's all included in the takana. So these are the two different opinions, and based on that, you have many different lists and machloks, and we're not going to go into all the, the the details. But that's why you'll have different opinions regarding. Kitneas. The easier way is learning like Rav Moshe, that Rav Moshe finds in, as he says clearly in his tshuva on peanuts, it's not a takana, it's not a gzeira, there's no lists, there's no midi demitgan, there's no zarenegina, there's no uh, uh, kitneas. It all has to do with what the minog is. Whatever the practice is, if the practice is that we don't eat corn and we consider corn kitneas, okay, so... That's the way we should treat corn. We should treat corn like kidneys. Anything new that comes up, he gives an example of peanuts. Other other Tamidim quote that he said the same thing regarding uh, string beans. Anything new that was not part of the minog, we don't have to add it to the minog. Now, over time, if things are added in, it could be one could argue that peanuts somehow got added in to this minog. That's a good question. Um, but things that got got that got added in over time, okay, that got added into the minog, we'll keep it. But new items. We do not, uh, we do not have to uh, uh, consider them kidneys, even if they technically fill the requirement of midi demidgon and or they're called kidneys. As far as kalayim is concerned, they are not considered zarenigina. Either way, uh, according to Rav Moshe, we would not have to worry about it. And based on that, he was makel on peanuts. I don't think there's a, a hashkacha that certifies peanuts or peanut oil. As kosher le Pesach in America and other countries, they might do that. Um, he's also making on quinoa. He says quinoa does does uh, quinoa he doesn't he doesn't talk about quinoa, but he would be making on new things. And based on that, behind him in another place, can Shachter, they say we should not uh, aser quinoa. Quinoa should not be considered kinias. I would point out that if someone is purchasing quinoa, so then two things to keep in mind: number one, it requires special hashkacha for Pesach because. Uh, to ensure that it's not being processed in the same companies that do chameshes uh, mini dagon, wheat or other or oats or other types of grains. Additionally, the way they're grown, especially now, there's a quinoa craze that all types of farmers in South America are growing it, even those that typically grow wheat. So you have the age-old issues of kidneys that there might be the crop rotation and there might be wheat. Uh, coming into it, and therefore the OU and the Star K or other hashkachas that certify quinoa for Pesach, they are ensuring that it's coming from specific farms and it's being done properly, and therefore you should only purchase it with hashkacha. Additionally, quinoa uh, has infestation issues. It happens to be the Pesach ones are much better as far as infestation issues, but there are infestation issues with quinoa, and therefore depending on the storage, depending on where you're getting it from, and the hashkacha, one should check to make sure the quinoa, even if they don't want to eat, uh, they're worried about kidneys. Eating bugs might be, uh, uh, not might be. It is definitely worse than eating kidneys on Pesach. So a person should uh, should consider that before uh, before uh, purchasing uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, quinoa. One more classic machlek is regarding cottonseed oil. Some hashkachas, especially the minhag, the hashkachas in Yerushalayim, they do not certify products containing cottonseed oil as kosher Pesach. However, in America. The common practice is to allow cottonseed oil. That's the classic oil you find in your Hamish supermarket for Pesach. Um, if you look at some of the potato chips companies, some of them have cottonseed oil and some use palm oil. So there are those that are machmir. The hatter is based on either, like Rav Moshe said, it's a new uh, item. They, they were never able to produce 
oil from cottonseed. Cottonseed contained toxins, and before uh, the early 1900s, when they figured out how to get rid of it, um, nobody ate cottonseed oil. Additionally, it's new. It's also a uh, heter that it's uh, it's an extract from Kenya's different harem. And finally, the heter, I believe the Kleisenberger Rebbe said that you cannot eat the cottonseed anyways, so there's no xera on the cottonseed, so there would never be xera on the cottonseed oil, even if you learn it's xera, and therefore the practice in America is to consume cottonseed oil, but you do see the different uh, types of potato chips. You'll see some are fried in palm oil, some are fried in cottonseed oil, and you could uh, pick your poison.